Thanks for joining us. You're about to listen to another Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.
A huge thank you to Carter Bryson, who's one of the youth here at the church, who was part of the prelude on the trumpet there. We're proud of him sharing his musical talents with us this morning. Welcome to Clarkston United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Megan Wolther. And I'm Pastor Jeremy Dean. And we're glad you're here today. We'd invite you to take a moment and register your attendance. There are cards in the pews that say attendance at the top, and we'd like to invite you to fill one of those out and place your completed cards in the offering plates when they're passed later on in the service. Or there's a QR code at the top. You can scan that for your convenience and register that way. We know that many of you are live streaming undoubtedly with us this morning on this holiday weekend. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please register your attendance through our website so that we know that you're here with us in spirit. And then if there's anyone who's in the sanctuary with us for the very first time, welcome. Please fill out one of the cards that says new here at the top so that we can continue to connect with you. Can you believe it's almost 2024? No, no, no. Well, we have lots of exciting things coming up to uh, participate in at Clarkson United Methodist Church, including coming up and this Friday, January 5th at 7 p.m., we, uh, Pastor Amy starts her marriage night classes uh, to help strengthen your marriage and build connection as a couple. Uh, please RSVP with Pastor Amy, or I think you can RSVP also on the church website. And then next Sunday is our All Saints Day celebration, where we celebrate those ones that we have lost, uh, our loved ones that we've lost throughout the year, members of the church. And it's a really nice way to celebrate those folks that we have in our hearts forever, but may not be in the pews with us anymore. So please join us for All Saints Day next Sunday. In January, Clarkson United Methodist Church goes to the movies. And we are starting our movie series off strong with the movie Wonka. We're going to go see that on January 9th at 7 p.m. at the theater at Great Lakes Crossing, that AMC theater. Mm -hmm. uh, tickets are $5. And if you haven't gone with us before, we get a whole theater as a church. And it's a great chance to invite friends and family and neighbors because we're just having fun watching a movie. And then on Sunday when you come to church, the message will somehow relate to the theme of the movie. We find lessons of faith everywhere no matter what movie it is, and so it's always a fun time and a meaningful time to go to the movies. Check out the schedule in the e-news, um, and if you're somebody who doesn't like to drive at night, uh, Pat Edwards leads a group that goes to the MJR in Waterford, also on Tuesdays. If you need to know how to get in touch with Pat, we're glad to get you that information so you can join her and her group if you'd prefer to go in the afternoons. And then uh, family movie night. At the end of our movie series in February, we're going to have a drive-in movie. And uh, the way it's a drive-in is we need boxes, large cardboard boxes. So if anybody got a large cardboard box for Christmas or got something in a large cardboard box, we would love to receive that so that the kids can sit in the boxes and decorate them to look like cars. Those people on, Sunday, or on Christmas morning are like, oh, a new refrigerator. Great. Anybody got a new refrigerator? We'll make a great car. Make a great car. We will take your box. Specifically, Reverend Christie will take your box. And if you have questions, please see her. Um, it's a fun event. It's for people of all ages. You don't have to be a kid to join us for the family movie night. In fact, last year I think we had a lot of adults, and it was it was just a lot of fun. Uh, also coming up for kids in January, we're going to give out Bibles to our third graders. That's January 28th at the 11 a.m. service. So if you have a third grader in your life, whether it's a child or a grandchild, um, please let Reverend Christie know. We need to know ahead of time, mm -hmm. yep. right? We need you to RSVP and let Reverend Christie know that you plan to attend with your third grader 
And we're looking for Bible buddies. These are people who sponsor those third grade Bibles so they can be given on behalf of the church and uh, people who are willing to pray for these kids and perhaps even have an ongoing faith connection. You shared at the first service something. Yeah, I mean, it's a meaningful uh, relationship that builds for the Bible buddies and, and kids. My daughter Carly, who's in college at Michigan State now, she still warmly greets uh, her Bible buddy whenever she's here in worship, and it's kind of a big smile, like, oh, remember when we did Bible buddies? So it's, uh, it's really a meaningful experience and a great way to, uh, to get to know a kid in the, our congregation. Yeah, and the deadline for that is uh, Wednesday, January 24th. So please definitely reach out to Reverend Christie. And moving up to our youth, just a reminder for their signups on our website for our fuel middle school and high school youth groups for winter retreats. The, the middle school fuel youth group is going to Spring Hill on the third week of this month. In the last week of the month, uh, the Smolik family has offered their uh, cabin, Matt McMummy in Mount Pleasant, for the high school youth group to go up to again. And uh, there's a really great sledding hill, so we're kind of also pray for snow up north, not around here, unless you, unless you want snow. <laughs> but, uh, and also, if you see, there's a few beautiful poinsettias left over. And we invite you to please take one home because we don't really need all the poinsettias here at the church. They're beautiful, but now they can beautify your home and we welcome you to please take one with you as you leave today. There are quite a few in the gathering space. See Chuck Lepper if you have any poinsettia questions. He's, he's your guy. And with those things shared, it's time to shift our focus now from announcements and things to put on the calendar to a time of worship. So I'd invite you to take a deep breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. May we encounter the Holy Spirit in this time of worship together. Please stand as you're comfortable and join me in the call to worship. The text will be on the screen so that you can follow along. You're invited to join in saying the words that will be in bold type. The power of dreams lies in waking up. For when we close our eyes, we can see a better world. When we close our eyes, we can dream a better dream. But when we open our eyes, we begin the work of faith. The power of worship is the same. When we enter this time, we can see a better world. When we enter this time, we dream a better dream. But when we leave this time, we begin the work of faith. So come in, dream your dream, find hope here. For in an hour, we will begin the work of faith. Let it be so.
Welcome to worship. We're glad you're here. If you're worshiping with us online, uh, give us a wave, uh, say a little comment on Facebook. We appreciate you're out there. And if you're in the sanctuary, I know we dreamed of a white Christmas, but we got a little snow for New Year. So turn to your neighbors, wish them happy last day of 2023. As you find your way back to your seats, we have some words of assurance for the new year. Whew, this year is almost over. What a relief. I never thought I would get through it all. For some reason, there seemed to be more demands on me and of my time than ever before. I know what you mean. Now we're looking at a new year. I don't know if I'm ready. You know, I don't really think we're ever ready for what's coming. I have to admit it, I'm not exactly looking forward to starting the tasks of another year. I didn't get done all the things I should have gotten dur done during the last year. Well, you can't go back and retrieve that stuff, you know. I wonder what will be different this coming year. I wonder if it will be different this coming year. I wonder if it will be more, or if we'll be more prepared to do all the things I have to do. Quiet your spirits, God is with you. You do not have to finish this year by rushing headlong into a new year. Give yourself some quiet time. Be at peace. God is with you. I know. I've got to let go of slavery to a schedule and take some time just to be quiet, calm, just to be. I've got to take a look at the things that are important, not spend so much time plotting and planning. Come to me, you who are weary, and find your burdens heavy. I will give you rest. May the God of light, love, and mercy be in your hearts and spirits this day and every day the coming year. Amen. Thank you. 
Will you join me in the spirit of prayer? Gracious and loving God, in the flash, the Christmas season has passed us by. And we anticipate a new year. We give you thanks for the Advent season. And we are blessed by the remembrance of the birth of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. On this last day of 2023, we reflect on the ups and downs that we have experienced over this past year. Help us remember and appreciate your power in all the moments we experienced. Every moment may not have been a moment of triumph, not every moment peaceful and happy. Sometimes things didn't go as we hoped or planned, and sometimes moments brought us pain and sadness. But in every moment, you were always with us, celebrating, teaching, loving, and forgiving. Your love is never-ending, and we are blessed by your relationship with you. We ask for your forgiveness for times that we fell short. Forgiveness for the moments we regret and wish we could take back. And we ask for the grace and strength to forgive those that let us down and broke our trust. We ask for your healing on our broken world. We lift up all people being affected by violent conflicts and disasters around the globe. We lift to you the oppressed and less fortunate in our communities. We seek your peace, love, and grace for all people. In this new year, help us to understand and seek justice for our neighbors. We ask your guidance for our leaders as they make difficult decisions affecting families and nations. Lord, we ask you for your healing presence to be felt by those who received devastating news this year. Those who have experienced the loss of a loved one and those who are battling in health crisis. Encourage us to be your body so that we may provide a comforting ear, a friendly smile, and a kind embrace to our friends in need. Let our love and grace flow out to others as yours flows into us. We pray for your guidance and grace as we say goodbye to 2023 and begin anew in 2024. Let us now pray together the prayer you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. This is the translation from the message. Hear these words. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem village, Judea territory, this was during Herod's kingship. A band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on pilgrimage to worship him. When the word of their inquiry got to Herod, he was terrified. And not Herod alone, but most of Jerusalem as well. Herod lost no time. He gathered all of his high priests and religious scholars in the city together and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? They told him Bethlehem, Judea territory. The prophet Micah wrote it plainly, as you, Bethlehem, and Judah's land no longer bring up the rear, from you will be the leader who will shepherd rule my people, my Israel. Herod then arranged a secret meeting with the scholars from the east, pretending to be as devout as they were. He gave them to tell him exactly where the birth announcement star appeared. Then he told them the prophecy about Bethlehem and said, go find this child, leave no stone unturned. As soon as you find him, send word, and I'll join you at once in your worship. Instructed by the king, they set off. When a star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern skies, it led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. Overcome, they kneeled and worshipped him. They then opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh. In a dream, they were warned not to report back to Herod. So they worked out another route, left the territory without being seen, and returned to their own country. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This is a season of dreaming. This is a season of seeking. This is a season of making changes. Have you heard of Veganuary? Like vegan and January mushed together. Anybody heard of this? I had not heard of it until I watched the Great British Bake Off Holiday Edition. Apparently, it's an initiative out of the UK where people seek to go vegan for a month in January. I don't know if people do it typically for health reasons or for ecological reasons, or if they do it just because they're curious, they want to make a change, uh, but the push is to try something new for just a month. 
And if you yourself find yourself curious about a vegan lifestyle, by the way, Beth Gifford is leading a class here at CUMC about uh, eating a plant-based diet, so you can check that out if that is something that interests you. How many of you have heard of Dry January? Okay, more people have heard of that. That also came from the UK originally, but as the name suggests, people uh, try to go dry for the month. In other words, to cut out alcohol for a month. Studies have found that cutting back on alcohol consumption can improve sleep quality, blood sugar levels, um, it can improve your mood and your energy levels, and even just a month break in alcohol consumption can have health benefits for people. And so people are taking on the challenge, do something different for the month of January. Does anybody use um, book logging apps like Goodreads or Storygraph or something else? And Okay, a few of you. This is the time of year when people often take on reading challenges and they decide how many books they want to read for the year ahead. And maybe it's a book or two more than last year or maybe uh, there's some genre in particular you want to read, but it's a kind of a fun time to think about the year's reading coming ahead. December 31st is a day when many of us are seeking ways to make changes. And whether we want to cut something out or take something on, the start of a new year invites us to think about where we've been and where we hope to go. What kind of person do we really want to be? What kind of changes do we want to make or need to make? What kind of nudges is the Holy Spirit giving us? What kind of call has God placed on us for this season? It's a lot to think about, really, particularly when you think that we've just come through Christmas and uh, technically we're actually still in the Christmas season. Traditionally, Christmas was celebrated as a 12-day season. Some of you have heard this before, known as the Christmas season or Christmas tide. And it starts on December 25th and it goes all the way until January 5th, the 12th night of Christmas. And uh, sometimes we call this the 12 days of Christmas, like the song. 12 is a holy number in scripture. There were 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples of Jesus. And then there was a council back in 567, a medieval council who decided there should also be 12 days of Christmas. And I think that decision was based a little bit more on politics and the calendar than it was on uh, faith specifically, and yet people have kind of hung on to that. And who really wouldn't want to hang on to the joy of Christmas and celebrating Christ's birth for an extra couple of days? I think it's a fabulous idea. The Christmas season ends with another Christian tradition, the holiday of Epiphany, which means the appearance of God in our midst. And sometimes as Protestants, we do a big deal about Epiphany and we talk about it. And other times it kind of slides by and we don't really say much about it. Uh, it's, it's not something that we celebrate as much of a holy day in our tradition as, as other faith traditions do. But most often the story associated with Epiphany is the appearance of the Magi, wise ones from the East who recognize Jesus as the Messiah. That's the scripture passage you heard Pastor Jeremy read this morning. Here's how the story goes. King Herod was the king uh, of the region, and Jesus had been born in Bethlehem, and then these wise people from the east appeared in Jerusalem to ask King Herod where Jesus was born. Now, often we talk about them as being from the east. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Were they from modern-day 
Persia? Were they from Asia? Was it modern day Iraq or India or as far east as Korea or Thailand? I don't know if it changes our image of the wise men, the magi or not, but it's kind of interesting to think about. Scripture doesn't specify. There's many other regions in scripture where we're told specifically where people are from. Somebody was from Babylon or somebody was from uh, Moab and these folks are from far enough east, we just say they're from the east, which suggests that it was a pretty far journey indeed. Sometimes we call them kings. Um, usually we think of them as being a trio, I think because there were three gifts. But the truth is, Scripture does not give us that many details about these travelers. The translation that you heard Pastor Jeremy read this morning called them a band of scholars. A lot of times they're called magi, people of wisdom. There might have been three of them for the three gifts. There might have been four or five. Seven is a holy number in scripture. Twelve we just talked about. We don't actually know. And probably they didn't arrive as solo travelers like we often see in our nativity scenes. They would have had an entourage of aides and supporters and camel keepers, people who came with them, particularly on a very long journey like they were on. The story in Matthew echoes very closely another story from the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament uh, where the Queen of Sheba comes to visit King Solomon and she came seeking wisdom and she herself was known for being very wise and she brings with her three gifts. She brings gold and she brings exotic spices from the land where she was from just like the wise men in Matthew's gospel. So there's a lot of interesting things to think about related to this story, and there's a lot that remains a mystery about the Magi. But what we know from scripture is that people of wisdom and learning traveled from a very great distance, so far that their country is not mentioned, and they came to see Jesus, King of the Jews, the Messiah. And they've seen a star and they've watched it rise in the sky, and either they've been told or they somehow knew, maybe in a dream, maybe from the power of the Holy Spirit, they knew that this star would lead them to the newborn king. Now the current king of the region, Herod, he hears about it, you know from uh, the scripture that he's less than pleased, he plans to do harm to Jesus. Perhaps he feels threatened by a potential rival, perhaps he's just irritated, Uh, perhaps he's just kind of a mean king, there's other things in scripture, he's just kind of a... um, an angry, vindictive sort of person. But luckily, the Magi were warned in a dream not to go back and tell him where baby Jesus was and to go home by a different route. Each year, the 12 days of Christmas take us from December 25th to January 5th. They cross over the new year, and each year we're invited to encounter anew this story of the Magi, these wise travelers from the East, people on a journey, people who are seeking people who are following stars and listening to dreams. And we too find ourselves often seeking at this time of year. We're looking for something more. We're ready to take a journey. We're ready to make a change. We're ready to take a chance. It's a season where we think about where we've been and where we find ourselves now and where we hope to go next, where God might be calling us next. I saw an Instagram post recently about New Year's resolutions posted by an account named Song of Sireneth, and uh, I'm going to read you the post because I think it's fascinating. It said, every time I ask people if they do any New Year's resolutions, it's all, 
ooh, I don't like making them because I fail, or oh, no, I couldn't keep up with that. And then, when they ask me, I tell them about Pasta Quest. I am eating as many different pasta shapes as possible in the shape of a year, or in the space of a year. Or I tell them about fruit adventures. Every time I saw a fruit I had never eaten before, I'd get one and eat it and read the Wikipedia article about it. Then they're like, hang on, I forgot you can make fun ones. I want a fun one. That's the end of the post. I love this idea of fun resolutions. Or as somebody said to me after the first service, intentions. Fun resolutions, fun intentions, things that bring joy. People tend to think of New Year's resolutions as things that have to be solemn or serious or sort of painful, like uh, maybe cutting out all sugar when you've been eating too much or going to the gym every single day when you haven't exercised for a year. But have you ever thought about making a fun resolution? What about a fun resolution related to faith? Now, everybody's idea of fun is different, and it's highly subjective. So I don't, uh, I hesitate to suggest what might be fun for you, because it may not be uh, the same thing as what I would think is fun. For some of you, a fun resolution related to faith might involve getting a coloring book maybe with scriptures in it, maybe not, that you can kind of prayerfully color throughout the year. Or for you, fun might look like picking out a kid's food item every time you're in Kroger that you can donate to our food pantry. Or maybe fun might look like going on a quest to find songs that bring joy to your soul, and that's your fun resolution for the year. Or maybe singing songs at the top of your lungs every time you're in the car. That sounds like fun to me. Maybe instead of pasta quest, you want to pursue puddle quest. Every time you find a puddle, you jump in it like a little kid, just to bring joy. Maybe also to remind you of your baptism and God who created puddles. Maybe you want to go on creation quest and spend as much time out in nature this year as you can. Maybe you want to go on an adventure called In the Garden. You know the name of the hymn? Uh, in the garden, and every time you see a flower, you pause and admire it. Maybe stop to smell the roses. Have you ever thought about these kinds of things as a New Year's resolution? I had not. Maybe you, in your wisdom, have already done these kinds of things, and there's something else on the horizon for you yet to be tried out. It's okay to have joy. It's okay to have joy in our faith. It's okay to have joy in our resolutions. It's also okay to take on a challenge and do something that will stretch us or push us. And if we plan to take on challenges in the year ahead, it's helpful to remember that most journeys are long and we do not arrive at our destination overnight. Change doesn't happen quickly. So if your aspiration is to go to the gym or cut out sugar or become a vegan, well, it's probably gonna take a while. It's gonna take some time. Luckily, there's evidence in scripture for this. Sometimes we think of the Magi as arriving in Bethlehem immediately after the shepherds. We think the shepherds were there. 30 seconds later, the Magi appeared. We envision everybody coming around the manger all at once. We have beautiful nativity scenes depicting this image. And yet, these wise men were following a star that didn't appear until Jesus was born. And when you factor in studying the star and traveling, packing up their luggage, as the message translation puts it, 
Some scholars believe the wise men or the magi did not arrive at Bethlehem until maybe Jesus was two years old. It took them a while, even these wise people of great learning. And so, you know, if it takes us more than a year to get a habit right, I think that's okay. It took the wise men two years or more to travel to Jesus. We stand at the threshold of a new year with new possibilities and an invitation to make a change, to do something different, to try something out. We're midway through the 12 days of Christmas, still focused on Jesus' birth, God's appearance in our lives, Jesus born among us in Bethlehem, and we read about wise travelers following their dreams, following stars. May we be these kind of people. May we be the kind of people who listen to dreams. May we be the kind of people who seek out stars. May we be the kind of people who listen for God's call and jump in puddles and seek out challenges knowing that it might take us a while. So I invite you to think about as we stand poised to jump into 2024, are you feeling called to make a change? Are you feeling called to embrace joy in an unexpected way? What dream has been placed on your heart? Where is God leading you to that might be unexpected? Is there a new place God is calling you to go, a new thing God is calling you to try? Is there a risk you've never taken on that maybe 2024 is the time for? May we embrace this season of questions. May we embrace the season of dreams and traveling and journeys. May we, like the Magi, trust that God goes with us on the journey and that wherever we arrive, God will be there too. May it be so. Amen.
Well, I love the Advent season. And speaking of fun resolutions, this Advent I gave up vegetables because there's just too much good food to eat around Christmas time. Unfortunately, my clothes seem to have shrunk a bit. So going into this ad, or new, new season or new year, I'm ready to get a little bit healthier in my life. Uh, I'd like to share with you a lot of opportunities here at Clarkson United Methodist Church for you also to get a healthy start for your mind, body, and spirit this year at CUMC. Starting with Tuesday nights, we're having the movies through January, which is an excellent opportunity to get out and be in fellowship with our friends, go on a, a date night with your wife or your family, and spend quality time. Um, the United Methodist Women is, have, is starting their meetups again. They're meeting this Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. at the church. Marriage nights with Pastor Amy, as we had mentioned, begin this Friday, January 5th. Um, it's an opportunity to build your marriage relationship through faith, fellowship, and fun. Uh, please RSVP to Pastor Amy or go on to our uh, website and follow, RSVP there. Uh, we have the Food for Life Wednesdays starting in January 10th. The program is led by Beth Gifford, as you heard, certified food and life instructor. These classes will help you better understand the connection between nutrition and disease prevention while teaching how to prepare delicious and nutritious plant-based meals and snacks. Uh, you're invited to join a life group. Uh, many life groups are already up and rolling. A lot of people I've gotten feedback are having a great time with their life groups. Um, going out to dinner and different, different things they're doing. So they're listed on their church website under life groups. Uh, I, it's a great time to get started in a new group. Um, another great opportunity is to join the Joyful, Jog Joyful Joggers or one of our walking groups. We have three walking, two walking groups essentially, one that meets on Saturday mornings at around 7.50 a.m. and we walk around three miles around Clarkston. Uh, one time we went snowshoeing I'm not sure if that's going to be able to happen this year, but we're, it was a lot of fun to go to Independence Oaks and Snowshoe, so we'll give that a try. And then there's also a walking group that meets weekly a couple of times here in the church for uh, if you maybe want a little bit of a slower walk, and they walk around the community center several times to get exercise that way. Um, January is a great time to start attending a Bible study. We have many ongoing uh, Bible studies for men and women going Throughout the year, uh, please ask myself or one of the pastors for more information to get you plugged into one of our Bible studies. The high school uh, and middle school youth group mission trips are coming up. It's a great time to sign up for that. And January 28th, join us to hear from Dawn Ames, Executive Director of the Michigan Abolitionist Project, as she provides an in-depth overview of human trafficking. The purpose of this class is to offer a overall knowledge of the human trafficking and to provide tools to act and end human trafficking, period. There's so much opportunities available at CUMC this new year. And it's just, this is just a sample of what you can plug into. Please visit our website for more information and opportunities to sign up for upcoming events. We thank you for your continued support of the ministries here. To support the ongoing programming of this church, you can give a financial donation through our website that's listed there, clarkstonumc.org give. You can give through texting at 248-845-1440, or you can place money in the offering plates as they come forward shortly. 
however you choose to support the ministries. The programs are making a difference in this congregation, this community, in our world. And we are so appreciative of your love. Ushers, please come forward. God, we give thanks for gifts shared, for gifts of finance, for gifts of prayer, for gifts of time and talent and music. We ask your blessing over all of these gifts, and we pray that you use the gifts we share 
in your name and to do good in your world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. forget to take a poinsettia on your way out of worship today. We would love to bless your homes with those. And now may we leave this place as people who are not afraid to follow dreams, who are not ashamed to seek out stars, who are not worried about where the journey might take us because we trust that God goes with us and God will be there wherever our destination. When we take on challenges, may we trust that though it may take a little while, we can, in fact, get to where God is calling us to be. Let's leave this place full of peace and joy. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.
You've been listening to the Sunday Worship Service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.